Play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 303. 303. And no, we're not going to play anything by that mediocre dance pop whatever the fuck you want to <laughs> call them group because yes. they were they have not been uh, they have not been popular since the early 2010s and They've never been good. So Agreed. So, yeah. <laughs> not even in a little uh, guilty pleasures section on this uh, show. I just can't bring myself to that. I may have sold out of it with Guns N' Roses, but I still hold them <laughs> at a higher tier than 303. At least they're not boring. Agreed. 303 yeah. just sucks. No 303, but on 303, a lot of great stuff. Uh, no interview on this episode, but we do have a few in the works that should be coming. And as the interviews actually happen, because one of them had to be postponed, We'll talk about it just in case. I don't want to mention stuff that may or may not happen or stuff that we have to push further down the road. Just know some cool stuff coming, and uh, we'll get to the new stuff. New stuff that came out on February 4th. The bands out of Salt Lake, Freer and Narc, they released the Split EP. Yeah, in case you didn't know that right? from last week's episode. The band Batmobile came out with a new album. If you're not familiar, they're Psycho Billy Legends. Uh, they put out a new album called Brace for Impact on the 4th. Detrition put out a single, Doubts. Die Hipster Records uh, put out a compilation called Kids in the Hall, Volume 5. Unity TX put out a new single, World of Malice, on the 8th. Bruise Control released a single, Dead on Arrival. That's for a new album I'll mention here in a moment. That's on TNS Records. Detrition actually released another single, but then they, on the 8th and on the 9th, they actually all those singles that I've been mentioning over the last few weeks on Little Willie Records, they combined them all for Songs for the Fallen, which is an LP. Uh, one of the tracks is called Song for the Fallen, and being plural because there's nine songs. So definitely go check those out. Uh, they're actually going to do a hard copy release in the form of cassette tapes for the first go around. Uh, so if you're into the cassette tapes, go over to Little Willie Records over on Bandcamp. Check out Detrition. Public Enemy released Bad Blood. Those, that's six tracks on that one. That's on Tough Ain't Enough Records on the 9th. Sayal, S-I-A-L, released Sang Car on La Vida Es Un Moose. Discos, and that's on the 10th. A lot of stuff came out on the 10th. That was a Friday, and Fridays typically have very heavy release dates. A lot of great stuff, a lot of cool uh, singles. Uh, we're going to kick it off with, well, besides that, CL. This Means War with Wake Up. Love This Means War, and that new single's awesome. Cups put out there To Hell and Back LP. We did an interview with Brody just a few weeks back. If you forgot, you should definitely go check out that episode. They just played a show this past weekend. Airstream Futures released Armor La Harmony on Rad Girlfriend Records. Wrong Life released self-titled Wrong Life. Dead Sex Puppets released Suck. And you read it that way. I said it last week, but just in case you missed it last week. Dead Puppets Suck. That's the way you're supposed to read it, but the band's name is Dead Puppets. Whiskey's Wake, they're here or from here in Salt Lake. They released Distant Lands, four-track EP. On the Job and Lawmaker released a split EP. Uh, separate single. I, I couldn't find the track listing, and they're only selling it currently on 
vinyl at Oi, hard Oi shop. I can't remember what it is, but if you go to either on the job or lawmakers uh, Instagram pages, direct link to where you can buy it. It's over in Europe. On the job, I assume the single Upside Down that was released on that same day is probably on that split. The Jansen released Observasi Sinting, which is an EP. The Enthused released Blondie, which is a single. Phobia released Death to Leeches, which is a single. Reminders released International Dial Tones, which is a single, on Wiretap Records. The next three are also on Wiretap Records that got released on the 10th. Not Releasing Anxiety, which is a single. Violent Streels released Same. Erotic Devices releasing This World is Not for Kids. Oh, wait. Sorry. I said the next three on Wiretap. It was those two on Wiretap. Violent Streels and... Uh, erotic Devices, both released on Vonda Records. Both start with a W, but yeah, no, I wasn't accurate. Uh, Strum 101, they released uh, Trial and Error, which is an EP, on the 10th. Now we're going to move to the 11th. Wrong, R-O-N-G, released Versed on Kind of Cool Records. Ghostwood Murder released Sportsman on the 11th. The Amity Affliction released a new single on the 13th. I See Dead People featuring Louis Nux on Pure Noise Records. Uh, a new compilation came out from Spastic Fantastic Records on the 14th, and that's called Sex Mit Bekanten Til I don't know. Maybe that's a two Roman numeral two. Yeah, it's German. It's on Spastic Fantastic Records. Go check it out there. Earlier I mentioned Bruise Control. They released a single. Well, the, uh, the single's on the album that got released on the 14th called Useless for Something on TNS Records. This Friday, Grade 2's releasing a new one on Hellcat Records, self-titled Grade 2. Uh, also on the 17th, Emskurve 77 is releasing Stimmen der Stadt. On the 17th, Boss Daughter is releasing Bouts with Bummers. I think they have already released it. I was, uh, is it out already? That's what, Mr. That's what Mr. Cox on Facebook has been saying. Oh. Like I said, he's been posting daily updates. Okay. Of like three days, now two days. And then a couple days ago, he's like, it is now out. Uh, maybe it came out this past weekend then. Uh, the Pomps released Bottom of the Pomps on Bad Time Records on the 7th, or will be on the 17th. Split Tongue will be releasing Living in Sin City EP. That'll be on Hardcore Victim. That's the name of the label. On the 23rd, Out of Order is releasing Under the Knife. Uh, Dalton's will be releasing Higher Demand Maintenant on UVPR. And Cran will be releasing Nate on UVPR as well. Illmatic is releasing Watching the World Burn on Upstate Records. Real Friends is releasing There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late on Pure Noise Records. On the 24th, uh, Major Pain will be releasing Promo 2023 EP on Indecision Records. And finally, Longshot Odds will be releasing Go For Broke, which is a single, on the 24th. Eric, oh my list was fucking long, it seemed like. You go. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. What was the, what was the cutoff date? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, the on the seventh we have, uh, yeah, we have the single "Watch You Burn" released by Drain. We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. 
On the 8th, Judiciary released a Paradigm Piercer. Most likely we'll be talking about that next week. Also on the 8th, Scowl released Opening Night, another single from their upcoming album, going to be coming out in April. Uh, and yeah, the 10th, I have it here, the 10th, Boss's Daughter Bouts with Bummers. So, yeah, that's according to, I uh, can't remember his first name. I know his last name is Cox. Okay. <laughs> C-O-X, like uh, Courtney. <clears throat> and on the, uh, on the 14th, today... The Runts released Broken Hearts Want Broken Necks. That is a single, and I don't know what their, what their plan is, knowing that they are going to be calling it quits this year. Maybe they got one final hurrah in them. They haven't released any, any full lengths or any uh, EPs for a while. Okay. They, just had that, they just had that one single from, uh, uh, well, it was last year. I can't remember what it was called, though. Shit, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> the point is, they haven't released anything uh, uh, really beyond that. Okay. Yeah, and uh, on the 27th, well, allegedly, it's the new Zulu album, A New Tomorrow. And on their Instagram, on Zulu's Instagram, they said it was coming out on the 27th of February, whereas on the label's band camp, it says that it's coming out on the 3rd of March. So either one of those days, I'm not sure... I just, saw it on Flat Spot Records Bandcamp 2 saying 3rd of March. Yeah. So, yeah. They may be <laughs> releasing it on their personal profile, or maybe it's just a, uh, a fans-only release, like a silent release, or a, not a silent, a soft release. Okay. Uh, but what is coming out on the 3rd is Wicked Bear's new album, Underwater, and the Primitive Man and Full of Hell sing, uh, split, Suffocating Hallucination. So that's going to be a pretty... Uh, that's going to be an interesting mesha because both bands are are just a grim, chaotic, disturbingly disturbingly dark bands in their own right. But Primitive Man, I played them on the show before. Yep. They are slow. They are just so they are just drooling with atmosphere and just have this just have these pummeling vocals behind it. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's really depressing. <laughs> Whereas Full of Hell is a lot more chaotic. They are rampant. They got a lot of uh, angular riffs and uh, adjunct to all those uh, crazy beats. And, you know, they got a lot of noise, a lot of noise in their sound as well. And Primitive Man, uh, with their last album they released, Immersion, they had straight-up noise tracks in there as well. So, so, yeah, they kind of are an odd couple band, but they are linked together with uh, on on the same base of inspiration, pretty much. So, yeah, despite the fact that one's incredibly slow and one's incredibly fast, that's just what make that's just what's gonna make an incredible split. Sort of like what I was talking about with uh, Narc and Three are being so uh, opposite of each other. Right. Well, that's kind of what we're getting here with these two. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that come March. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I've uh, got so far. But yeah. Let's talk about the new single from Drain. Let's do. Yeah, Drain, this uh, one of the uh, flagship bands from uh, the Bay Area in terms of crossover. Real Bay shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those hardcore bands from that. It's like a Bay Area um, a resurgence of thrash. Because back in the 80s, that was the place to be. That was where you had Anthrax and, uh, not Anthrax, that's the other side of the <laughs> other side. The other coast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm talking Exodus. I'm talking Testament. I'm talking Metallica when they finally moved up there. 
Yeah, the Bay had it going on, and now it seems to be going on as well in the hardcore community, and now the thrash community making a bit of a comeback by way of Drain. Now, Drain, they have been a, yeah, they are also like a, a straight-edge version of of American crossover, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, move over, move over, Iron Reagan. You have a contender on the opposite side of the spectrum, nice. but Drain still knows how to have a good time because they're talking about like having a uh, of yeah, we can be serious about the music that we produce, but uh, we're gonna have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I've said in the past how they would like bring boogie boards out onto the out onto the stage and they would surf the crowd on them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys are, uh, you know, they're fun happening dudes, but they are brutal. They have such a great sound to them. And yeah, they've been doing this, I realize, for almost 10 years. They formed back in 2014. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Congratulations for yeah. nearly 10 years. Yeah, nearly 10 years. Releasing uh, two EPs within a, uh, within a year of each other. They were pretty much back-to-back releases with Overthinking in 2016 and uh, Time Enough at Last in 2017. And finally, they're... Their coup de grace of thrash in the form of an LP came out in 2020 via Revelation Records, and that was California Cursed. And yeah, that was one of my, what should have been one of my favorite albums of 2020, but alas, I did not get around to listening to them until 2021. (laughs) But if you remember my year-end list uh, of the top LPs last year, they were uh, an honorable mention. I was like, yeah, you know what? It's still my favorite album. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, alongside uh, PSO, because that album was like, uh, was it December or was it January? Hmm. <laughs> well, they're kind of half in. <laughs> anyway, and that brings us to uh, present day. As of uh, August of last year, they have signed to Epitaph Records. And yeah, what a dream come true. I mean, Revelation Records, that is, uh, that is the label to be on if, if you're a straight-edge band, of course. Um, but yeah, Epitaph, they have the longevity and they have the back catalog to, uh, uh, to kind of uh, put to shame other indie <laughs> labels. Uh, okay, that's a, that's a bit unfair. But the fact that they're signed to Epitaph, that is no easy feat for uh, a lot of bands happening now. Right. <clears throat> you know, so Epi- but Epitaph, they saw something in them and we are all the better for it. And I hope that they are able to deliver because they have a forthcoming album that is the... Uh, Oh, shit, I forgot the name of the album. It's on there for you. Yeah, let me see. There it is. I found the paper. Living Proof, that's what it is. Living Proof said to come out this May. Yep. And we have a couple of songs that they teased. They kind of released them back to back, much like their EPs. But, yeah, what song was better? What song is going to uh, give a, the best example that would uh, for fans to expect in this upcoming LP? Well... I don't know. They were both really good. But the one I like slightly better is Watch You Burn. So here we go. Let's go into some real bass shit. The, the neo-thrash of today's... Actually, that is exactly what neo-thrash is. It's thrash of today. Yeah, this is the exemplary neo-thrash or neo-crossover, whatever way you want to put it, of today. <laughs> Thank you. 
Not a bad start. <laughs> Not a bad start, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I hold them at a standard, and that standard is their first, their first album, that being California Curse. We all know how much I love that record. So, yeah, if, if this is what the rest of this uh, record is going to sound like, then I think we're in good hands. I think they are in good hands. And hopefully they will begin uh, touring pretty soon, because I remember the last time they came through. I missed them because they had to be playing the same day as Judas Priest. <laughs> Fuck my life, 666. Anyway, the, anyway, Drain, I hope to see you guys uh, soon. I hope, that you bring, uh, I hope that you bring all necessary materials from your boogie boards to your board shorts and your Hawaiian shirts. I want to see some Jimmy Buffett-style hardcore. <laughs> and we'll bring you uh, N.A. margaritas. Nice. So, yeah, Drain, I'm excited. Hopefully this summer... Hopefully this summer goes well for you. <laughs> coming May 5th. May 5th. And hopefully you come to Salt Lake at a later time. We shall see. Right. <laughs> All right, next up we're going to play a couple other new tracks. Some new tracks I've been meaning to get to. Uh, first up, band Cat and the Underdogs. They released a new LP over the summer. Uh, summer 2022. It was July 22nd. They're from Varmland County in Sweden. And cool band. I like the name Cat and the Underdogs. It's a great name there. Uh, the Punk Rock Overdrive. Great release. Uh, go check out Overdrive. You can go see or listen to it over on Bandcamp, uh, social medias, and so forth. Uh, it's cool sound. We're going to get into a track from it now. I think it was one of the singles that might have been released early. Uh, the track is called Fast Tracker. So here we go. Here is Cat and the Underdogs.
10 seconds and I'll come for you. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about being relatable, right? <laughs> right. Good stuff. Uh, check out the rest. It's cool. It's a full length. Uh, get out there, check out Cat and the Underdogs. Uh, I love the name. I just like saying Cat and the Underdogs. It's a, yeah, it's pretty clever. Right? <laughs> Cat and the Underdogs. It's good stuff. Uh, it was shared to us. Thank you to the guys in the band. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we love hearing it. And just so you know, I mean, ask Cat and the Underdogs now. And ask Ingrates, because that's who we're playing next. I do get to all the stuff. Sometimes it's slower than I want. But uh, getting to it nonetheless. As I said, the next band, Ingrates, they are from Joshua Tree in California. So two California bands here at the top of the show with the Eric's and... I'm not sure where Joshua Tree is in relation. Isn't that somewhere up north too? Northern California? or is it, I don't know. I, I couldn't say. <laughs> I mean, I know I've seen Joshua Trees uh, in, en route through Arizona, but so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far, I don't know how far north they would be going. I don't know. And Santa Cruz is up by the Bay Area, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, so. Yeah, remember? Real Bay shit. <laughs> yep, real Bay shit. You got it. Well, Joshua Tree, that is uh, in San Bernardino County. So there you go. I looked that up. Now you all know. And I think San Bernardino isn't that. It's probably like central or something like that, right? I don't know. In uh, where did you say? San Bernardino County. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that is central Cali. Okay. Well, we will talk more about that after. That's not the important part. The important part is Ingrates released two sets of a double single throughout the year. We're going to play a track from the newest set. Uh, the other set came out around like March, so a little less than a year ago. The other pair of singles came out on November 9th, and those singles are Don't Be a Stranger and I Don't Care. We're going to play one of those tracks. I Don't Care is the track I do care because we're going to play it, but I Don't Care. Here we go. Try to 
I don't care. That's ingrates. I like that garage punk sound. Yeah, I love, <clears throat> I love that style. That old just like, uh, how do I want to say it? Got a rustic feeling, I guess. Maybe not even rustic, but it just is. It's a, a classic garage punk sound. It's like if you were going to yeah. be do in a garage punk band from the 70s, that's probably your sound. Not like if you and I were going to start a garage punk band at this moment, our sound would probably not be reflective of that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It'd probably be a bit more muddy. <laughs> probably true. Uh, I want to point out I was really far off because California is gigantic and it is east of Los Angeles where Joshua Tree is and San Bernardino County and all that stuff. Uh, it's about halfway from the coast to the border of Arizona and almost directly east of Los Angeles. So I was not even remotely close saying like central and all this other bullshit. So... Now that I got that correction out of the way, uh, Ingrates, go check out the other single there. Don't be a stranger to come out in November, and you can go back to March. They do have a Bandcamp page. You can go check the stuff out there, but you can go check out the other couple, uh, the pair of singles that got released as well back in March of 2022. Eric, let's get into more music. I, I, I would say lesser known, maybe, but American Nightmare, I don't know if they're... American Nightmare is not a lesser known band, but they've been a, uh, their career since the reunion has been a bit uh, uh, spotty. Okay. Not in a, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that they haven't been uh, consistent, with, consistent with performing. They gotcha. sort of just played a handful of uh, festival shows. Um, but last year they did do an East Coast tour. It was the uh, uh, for the background music. It was the 20th anniversary tour, and okay. they played their. Uh, I guess they played their first album in its entirety. I cool. It was either their first album or their their newest one, which was uh, self titled. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't say. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find a definitive answer for that. But it was a small tour. Other than that, they've been just pay- playing a handful of uh, festival shows or a little. Uh, just little reunion shows. But yeah, if we want to go back, American Nightmare started in Boston alongside the bands like Floor Punch and Bane and In Your Eyes. Or in your I think eyes, Bane's going to be coming out on tour sometime soon. Yeah, I just they saw might. like a headline. I didn't read the article though. Yeah, I saw that. They're like uh, getting back together. It was just uh, for one show in oh. Boston. But that is what was all, that's what was all announced. Okay. So. It could lead to something more. No one has said anything. Gotcha. But <laughs> for all I know, they could be coming back and doing, okay, one last final tour. <laughs> <laughs> Another fi- or fair- final farewell tour. I'm like, come on, guys. Are you going to be the kiss of hardcore <laughs> or the Motley Crue? It's like, come on, just make up your mind already. Though uh, the difference between them and Bane is... I don't want Bane to break up. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they're actually good. Right. Oh, man. I'm not going to get on another hair metal thing. <laughs> stupid. Uh, so, yeah, American Nightmare, they were, uh, they were active for about, uh, for about five years. They released, uh, they signed a Bridge Nine back in the day, released their first few EPs, their self-titled one, and uh, The Sun Isn't Getting Any Brighter. Uh, in 2000 and 2001, respectively, and then released uh, Love American and uh, Live in London in 2003. And then they signed over to Equal Vision Records. Well, actually, they signed to Equal Vision in the, you know, 
in between all of this. So Bridge Nine still held some some rights to their music, and they released uh, you know those last two EPs. I said okay, but when they but through Equal Vision, they released background music in 2001, and then we're down till we're underground in 2003. And then in 2004, they broke up, citing health and personal issues, uh, but reunited in uh, 2011, and they signed with uh, Death Wish, or I don't know, I don't know if they necessarily signed them, because they didn't release anything under their label, but Death Wish did reissue their first two albums. Okay. So, yeah, that might have been a, that would have been a whole thing. I'm not too aware of it, or too aware of the uh, background behind it. Um, but they did officially release their comeback LP, which was self-titled, in 2018 through Rise Records. And that brings us to now. They are releasing new material. Awesome. Yep, they will be releasing a new uh, EP, as it were. They haven't set a definitive date yet, but what they have done is release a new single called Self-Checkout. And that was that was back in January on one two three two three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was literally the date, the first of uh, the twenty third of the first month of the twenty third uh, year in this millennium. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Other than the uh, other than the date, that's uh, pretty funny. The most notable thing about this song is that it's awesome. And it's just barely a minute long, <laughs> right? Yeah, so that's a way to get the that's a way to get everybody rolling in the aisles, <laughs> or not even rolling in the aisles. That would just be that'd be if a joke was incredibly funny. <laughs> rolling in the aisles. I guess what I should say is this is enough to get all you old hardcore kids running around in a circle. There you go. There we go. There we go. So yeah, American Nightmare. Here is their uh, newest song, Self Checkout. And honestly, folks. Feels like they haven't missed a damn beat. down yeah not a not a beat miss digital or analog otherwise <laughs> okay in that last uh, 60 seconds i did come across some information here they are scheduling to have an ep released in june okay okay so i must have missed that little nugget of information <laughs> but yeah this is according to uh this is from kerrang so that's a reputable source yeah the new ep is going to be called dedicated to the next world First new music since uh, 2020's Life Support EP. I forgot that they released that, too. <laughs> Man. Something for you to go back and check out. Yeah, where have these guys, what have these guys been doing? This has been <laughs> a lot of under the, 
outside of the radar shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man, self checkout. Fucking uh, looks like I got to check back in even <laughs> further with American Nightmare because my God, I'm uh, I'm a bit out of the loop, as it were. Uh, so yeah, American Nightmare, new song, self checkout. Hopefully, uh, they have some somewhat longer songs to uh, you know to complement this uh, rather succinct track. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're happy to have you back, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, hope you're here to stay a little longer and uh, play a few more shows, maybe. Right. <laughs> you guys aren't that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. App- apparently Boston's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, traction again. I mean, with, uh, with, uh, Blood for Blood doing that, uh, special set with, uh, uh, Joe Black. <laughs> right. And uh, what was the, we were just talking about the Bane. Of course, Bane, Bane. now apparently making a, a bit of a reunion. I know there's a weekend where uh, one night you get the oi bands with Stars and Stripes, and the next night you get Slapshot and a bunch of hardcore bands playing. That's, if mm-hmm. that hasn't come up, it's coming up really soon. Yeah. Well, now we're just waiting for uh, Al from SSD to get the old band back together. <laughs> Maybe get an actual straight-edge vocalist this time. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see about that. We'll s- yeah. It'd be cool. It'd right. be cool. Maybe just do the... Uh, oh, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be cool? Is like a resurgence of This Is Boston, Not L.A., that compilation that came out in the 80s with all those uh, Boston bands from Jerry's Kids to Gang Green. Right. It's like, yeah, this is Boston, not L.A. Fest. Right. It's like, okay, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking here. Let's get them Boston bands back together. Do Boston hardcore. Bring your hockey pucks. <laughs> we'll throw them out to the audience. You whack them back at us with them fucking sticks, man. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. And that's enough of Boston right now. American Nightmare, you guys are killing it. I mean, I, it was only a 60-second long song, and that was enough. But how long will that be enough? The answer is not long, about as long as that song is. <laughs> so, yeah, more please. More. <laughs> Can I have some more? All right, next band is from Hessen in Germany, H-E-S-S-E-N. Uh, the band is Hydra, uh, might be Hydra. Hydra? Hydra. But it's Hydra, you know, it's three-headed dragon, right? Isn't that what a Hydra is, or a multi-headed dragon? Yeah, it's Hydra. Yeah, it's yeah, I've always heard it pronounced that way. I know. I, if you hear one of their songs, because they're German, and they're saying it, uh, you know, maybe they're saying it differently because of uh, they speak German for their primary language. But uh, Hydra, yes, that's what I'm going to say because it sounds stupid to me when I say it the other way. So <laughs> I'm not going to say it that way. Uh, great band, though. Uh, reached out. I want to thank Dennis for reaching out. Uh, the band has, you know, a lot of social media pages. You can go find this over on, uh, I didn't see a Bandcamp page, but they do have uh, it on streaming, such as Apple Music, Spotify. You can go get it on iTunes. Uh, lyric videos over on YouTube. So check out Hydra there. Hydra. Hydra. I got it right here. Hydra. 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 There you go. <laughs> That's, uh, that is that. Uh, Probably sounds cooler. See, like I said, not when I'm saying it. Somebody else is Hydra. saying it. Hydra. No, that sounds cooler when you say Hydra. Yes. Because it's got, a, it's got more of that oomph to it. It got a bit more of a striking sound to it. Hydra. Hydra. Whereas That's like Hydra. 
There's a little baby hydro, just a little thing, just comes and nibbles on your head rather than bites the fucking thing off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the band, they're from Germany, and if you're out there in that direction, you should get them to play near you. They've got a demo out, that's what I was referring to a moment ago, and that demo was released on September 2nd. Uh, There's four tracks on there, one in German, three in English. We're going to play one of the ones in English. Uh, I like this one. It's probably my favorite of the bunch. Uh, I love the title, but before we get there, their style of oi, at least from one of the social medias I saw, they have brachial oi. Brachial boy? Brachial oi. Oh, brachial oi. I've I've always pronounced it brachial. (laughs) Brachial, okay. Brachial because... Because coming from my Italian background, you know, abraccio is the arm. Uh, yeah, abraccio. And there is a dinosaur called Brachiosaurus, and that's called the arm lizard. Because if you know, uh, if you know the structure of said sauropod, it's got very uh, short legs in the back, but long legs up front, just sort of extending his height so he can reach, you know, the top of the biggest fucking trees. Right. So yeah, brachio. That's how I. That's how I've always heard it. I think it's pronounced that way, and it's uh, in its Latin uh, uh, surrogate. A surrogate. It's Latin base. Okay. The root language of it all. But I'm not an entomologist or etymologist. It's an etymologist. I think. I'm lost there too. I yeah. don't know. I'm not a wordsmith. <laughs> I don't know the history <laughs> of words. We'll say that. <laughs> I don't know what they're referring to with the word. I learned that there's a nerve in your neck, uh, the brachial nerve, and, uh, and there's another, I think there's a, a muscle that goes through the neck to the brachial something or another. And Not the point. I'm getting way off topic The here. breakable nerve. <laughs> right. Uh, I, that's just how I learned to pronounce it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I put it out there in case there's people who do. Let's get into that track that I was referring to off of the demo, and thank you again to Dennis. Uh, He's in the band. He does vocals. You're about to hear his vocals here in a second. Here we go. Hydra off of their demo. It's called You Bark, We Bite. Again and again, but we 
Makes it sound boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, just even uh, more, just gives even more of an oomph to those uh, rallying lyrics. We fight, boom, 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 boom. We fight, boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, Hydra. Go check out their demo. You bark, we bite. That is the track. We're gonna get to some more tunes. Couple great cover to cover albums here in a moment. But before we do, we're going to talk about some live shows. Eric, did you go see any live shows recently? Um, I did, actually. Okay, nice. Who'd you see? Well, yeah, just give me a minute. i got to pull up the flyer. <laughs> nice. Well, Because I Eric can't remember the order. Bands. Okay, you got to get the order right. I got you. Yeah. But it was a show. Uh, it was that uh, Road to Vakken Fest. It was sort of a Battle of the Bands thing to... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, just to get certain bands out to uh, Wacken Open Air out in Germany. Okay. And the thing was, it was kind of a battle of the bands here, and then the winner goes to San Diego, does uh, that battle of the bands, I guess. Yeah, I don't know the whole fucking uh, okay. thing behind it. I only learned about this uh, show a couple of days before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a two-night two thing. There was the battle for Wacken night one. I did not make it to that one, at least not in time. I was... Uh, by the time I arrived, every, every all the bands had packed up and had gone, and I just sort of was like, okay, you know, I'll just I'll stick around, hang out for a little bit. And while I missed the show, I did not miss out on some entertainment. Towards the uh, last call, um, the thing is, when last called, when last call comes around, the music goes down. Okay. And by that I mean they stop playing a bunch of uh, metal and punk or industrial or whatever the fuck they are playing on there. And they started playing a lot of uh, funk and disco <laughs> tunes on there, <laughs> and everyone's just having a good time. And I was, uh, uh, and I was dancing with uh, uh, with Kate, one of the bartenders. She's like the newest inclusion to their staff, and we were just having a good time, just sort of drunkenly dancing together. And then we just hear this glass break and this major commotion, and we see uh, uh, Spence, the owner of the bar, running out to the to the entrance along with the whole posse behind him. And just all this yelling and this fucking, like, this, fuck you, get the fuck out. I'm like, oh, oh. man, some guy's causing a ruckus. And we were, and I was looking, the guy getting kicked out and questioned 
What's some motherfucker with a big old swastika on his chest? What? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, uh, and Spence was getting hold back by one of his friends. It's like, don't fight him in your bar. Wait till he's out on the sidewalk and fight him there. <laughs> uh, they didn't come to blows or anything like that. They were just like yelling, just get the fuck out. Do not take your shit here. All this, all this crazy shit. Good. And yeah, good. And, and all the while, his, uh, his argument, his counter argument is just in the form of a fucking Sieg Heil. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. And he just gets in his truck and he just uh, peels off down the street, just going, Vroom. and wouldn't you know it, he gets pulled over. Nice. <laughs> oh, not only does he get pulled over, he's like uh, about, of a, uh, about an eighth of a mile down the road because it's, uh, he was pretty close to the uh, freeway entrance. So we couldn't see too well what was going on, but we saw his truck and we saw, and we saw the red and blue behind him. So we're like, okay, that's awesome. Go back inside. Come out a few minutes later. There's another cop car. We're like, oh, he's going to jail. Go, out, go inside for a minute. Go out. There's a tow truck. He's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, you goose-stepping moron. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure they booked him for uh, drunk driving and disorderly conduct. But, uh, but yeah, thankfully... Uh, I mean, in a way, it would have been cool if it did come down to the old uh, fisticuffs fighting the good fight because uh, Nazis deserve to get fucking stomped by their own boots. Right. And just can't justify. Like, I, I'm yeah. all for people, you know, believe your own beliefs, do your own thing, but it's, it comes at the price. You know, freedom isn't free, as people say. Mm -hmm. it, everything comes at a price. Your freedom is your freedom as long as you're not imposing on others. And a, a belief system like that is exclusively attempting to impose upon others. Yeah. It's like if your belief system is of such nature that it requires you to be the agent of injustice to somebody else. Right. Then that's when you got to get your beliefs in check. Yeah. You know? And the same goes for any authoritarian rule. You know? If yep. that's the law, then break it. Right. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, enough said at that point. Yeah. You know, enough <laughs> anyway, said. Anyway. Yeah, the point was. Good thing he got pulled over. That's karma, motherfucker. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go fuck yourself. I hope you get your, <laughs> I hope you get your swastika ripped off of your fucking chest. Right. Yep. Say hello to skin graft. And just to add insult to injury, it's going to be the skin of a black person who donated it to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like this uh, Nazi's now mixed race. <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, living on a fucking dream there because, yeah, I don't know how skin grafts work. <laughs> I, I assume they just take skin from other parts of your body. Uh, yeah, yeah, usually from your own, but... Yeah. But you could. There's other things, there are other possibilities, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's not that's not important. What is important? That guy got fucking stomped out because, as a bar, you know, we are a bar that's all inclusive. Ace is high, accepts everybody. And if that, but if somebody happens to come in and be a total dickhead, or in this case, a bonehead, right? Then yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get fucking stomped out. Yep. I've seen people get kicked out of there multiple times. Whether it's just being a, whether it's just being a drunken, uh, belligerent asshole, or you're just about to uh, fight somebody, or you're being uh, creepy with somebody, right? Which that happened to one of my friends. 
Yeah, and we were just like uh, blockading the guy until the bartender just came out and was like, you're, you're fucking leaving. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the guy in the yellow shirt and the flip-flops. <laughs> That's the main distinction. So I call him the banana man. <laughs> okay, but that's the, <clears throat> that is the past. Uh, what is the more recent past? Yeah, I went to uh, Battle for Vakken Night Due, Night Dos, uh, on the 11th, and that was inclusive of Bonestorm, Debrider, Recidivist, and Deathblow. And Recidivist went on first, and oh man, they fucking kill it every time. I love some good slamming death metal that's just living in the shadow of Obituary and Gate Creeper and Creeping Death and Frozen Soul. And Recidivist is now putting their hat in the ring, and we thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for being part of the death metal revival of uh, Salt Lake via 2021. Awesome. Because I remember that's when they were coming out, that's when Sacrilegion was coming out. I'm like, good, we need more of you. You fuckers. <laughs> so yeah, it was good to see it was good to see recidivist once again. And uh Bonestorm, I did not watch them. I was uh I was outside talking with uh friends most of the time, talking about some uh some very deep shit, like some good conversation. Oh good. I loved it. Uh but Debrider, I finally got to see them because I heard them. Not on the record, but when I'm walking the hallowed halls of downtown music going to and from my personal practice space, I'm hearing this chunky-sounding, grinding death metal coming from one of the doors. And I'm, like, walking through the hall just trying to pinpoint what door it's coming from. And I found it. And it was a door with a bunch of Debrider stickers on it. I'm like, okay, this is the band. Well, now I got to look them up. <laughs> and I finally got to see them. And yeah, their music is great. Stage presence, not so great. <laughs> work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. You could just tell that they were just kind of, yeah, yeah, bro, we're doing the thing here. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, you could be more into it, guys. You're not really enticing the audience to get all crazy. No, that was with uh, Deathblow. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, Deathblow. They, they bring it every time. I love watching those guys play. I love watching... I love watching them shred. I love listening to the circle pit inducing riffs. And yeah, again, I got nothing but nice things to say about Deathblow. You guys are awesome. Uh, but also, I made a bit of a, uh, became a sort of an entrepreneur in, at that show and the, and the night prior. I have finally been accrued of my remotes buttons. For those of you that don't know, I made a, a little Photoshop um, on Photoshop, I made a little joke of the Ramones self-titled album, that seminal photograph of all four Ramones standing in front of that brick wall, and it's got Ramones right on top. It's like, yeah, we all know what that is. Yeah. And for years, I thought it would have just been funny if instead of Ramones, it was remotes. And instead of the four guys, it was four different <laughs> remotes. And yeah, for years I've been talking about doing that. And just a few weeks ago, I finally did that. And those became such a hit <laughs> that my friend uh, uh, Nick from Folk Hogan, he has his own little uh, button printing uh, sideshow. And he hit me up saying, I want to make these into buttons. Okay, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. <laughs> and he did. He, but I told him, uh, yeah, make about uh, 40 of them or 50 of them. And he's like, all right, and I'll do it for free. 
You what? You'll do it for free? Okay. That's <laughs> so, cool. Uh, so yeah, I got the buttons, and then I just uh, carried a big old uh, Ziploc bag of them to Aces, and I was passing them out to everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know that thing you saw online? Well, hold out your hand. Boom, there's the remotes button, and people were loving it. I got I got through 25 of them in one night. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I thought it was going to be taking at least 10 of them home, but damn, all right. <laughs> Cool. You have them now. That's cool. Yeah. And of course, I'm giving them away for free. They cost me nothing to make. Right. So, yeah, it'll cost you nothing to, uh, to own. So, yeah, I was excited about that. So, yeah, great show, great time, and, uh, and great people. And great seeing that the owners of the bar are standing by what they are, uh, what they are promoting. In other words, practicing what they preach, which oh, is good. being inclusive and stomping out those who are trying to make it exclusive. Right. Mm-hmm. In the worst ways possible, you fucks. I just wrote an article on how they're welcoming to everybody who comes in. Yep. Yeah. But except for you, all you people are coming in to cause problems, that you're the problem. Get out. We got no room for your fucking dickheads in here. <laughs> anyway... So yeah, those that was my uh, yeah that was my extent of uh, shows that I attended last week. Uh, now for the shows that are happening this week, we got a great one coming up. <clears throat> I will be talk I'll be talking about it in a minute because it's a good transition into my great cover to cover album. Okay. So I will talk about that uh, in a second. Actually, let's let you uh, j- go through all the shows first, Dustin. Let's. Uh, I've got some shows. Get all that out of the way, and then I'll do mine. On February 18th, a free all-ages shows, though donations are accepted. Uh, Sledge presents its Studs and Spikes show featuring the bands Broken Cuffs, Revolt and Destroy, Dogface Bastards, Dead Fleet, The Deleted, and Lewd Platoon. And the doors are going to open at 6. That is in Compton, California, and there'll be full bar service. It looks like, it, well, it's 303 East Palmer Street. I'm missing wherever the venue is on there, so that is not the, <laughs> the more important part. Anyway, uh, also, Hunting Lions is going to be doing a, a show on February 24th. They're a great band, played them not too long ago. At Santa Rosa Tattoos and Blues, they'll also be playing with Del Bombers, no account, the Idle, Idle Wild West. The Idle Wild West, okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I had to say that a couple times because I like. I Idle like, Wild West. I think I've said and heard Wild Wild West so many times that it just didn't feel right to say the Idle Wild West. <laughs> what in the Idle Wild West is going on here? Well, it's going to be in Santa Rosa, California at the Flamingo Resort. Again, that's going to be on uh, February 24th, so that one's coming soon. Over in Europe, and this one is in Germany, you'll get to see the bands The Boys, Fatal Blow, City Saints. We just had two interviews with them uh, last week and then two weeks before that. And they're going to be playing uh, Stefan's other band, Bastardis, is going to be playing there. And Nixda. Nixda is from Hamburg. Fatal Blow is from Wales. Singapore is where The Boys are originally from. And it is at Indra. This is on February 17th. So go check out the boys, Fatal Blow, City Saints, Bastardis, or Nixta's 
social medias. I mean, you can go to Bastardis underscore punk. That's what I'm looking at right now. And you can get maybe updated details or more details because it looks like there's a white line through the flyer. That's why I say that where the location <laughs> might be. So I'm just going to have to say it's in Germany. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, what else we got here? The Common People Fest. It's a couple weeks out. It's March 3rd and 4th, maybe a little outside of what I would normally mention, but it's a festival. It's going to be in Barcelona at Meteora, and you'll get to see the bands Von Danikens, Oriaga 778, Fracture, Lavette, Revanche, Offensiva, Entre Vandals, Labana, Brutal Seegers, and Asidio. A lot of those bands are from Spain. I will be playing them if I haven't already played them uh, over on Punkanoi Worldwide as I'm doing like 10 episodes over several months. It's probably going to take me to get through them. But bands from Spain and a couple of those bands are also uh, from France. So that's coming up. You can plan for that one. Half Dizzy, who we had on the show for the second time back this past fall, they're going to be playing two shows, one in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Actually, three shows, my bad. Three shows, February 24th in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at the Sound Bank, February 25th at Jekyll and Hyde's Gastro Pub in Erie, Pennsylvania, and finally on February 26th at Natalie's Grandview in Columbus, Ohio. I think we were talking with them, but they didn't have all the details set in place for that one at that time. So there you go, a little follow-up on that. And the last one I'm going to mention... Uh, features Weekend Kids, who we just played this past week. Uh, they're based out of Portland. Another band from Portland who we've done an interview with, but this is several years ago, is the Death Ridge Boys. Love the Death Ridge Boys. And it turns out the Death Ridge Boys are going to be releasing a new record, it looks like. And this is a record release party for them. The, you'll also get to see Black Force Energy. So those three bands, that is this weekend. And... The stupid thing is not loading, so I don't really have more of the details. I want to say it was this Friday, Saturday, I don't know. It, it, oh, there we go. Finally loaded. Stoked to be playing this next week, which is February 18th at Blackwater PDX. So there you go. There's the details. I, that part uh, just wouldn't load, but it's Deathridge Boys album release. I love the Deathridge Boys. Great sound, great band. Eric... That's what I got. What do you got? Well, I got a few shows. Um, yeah, on the 20th, Unsane and Swarmer are going to be playing at Urban Lounge. That is going to be at 8 p.m. and it's $15. And on the 22nd, we have Sunny Day Real Estate at The Depot, Lingua Ignata and Chatpile at Stateroom, and Fit for a King, North Lane, Kingdom of Giants, Alpha Wolf Cult at The Depot. Now, you may be asking, why did I name all three of those shows at the same time, despite the fact that they're in different venues? All three of them are sold out. Oh, uh, wow. All of them. All of them. I'm not too bummed about the Fit for a King or Sunny Day real estate show, but Lingua. Oh, Kristen Hader. I'm not going to. I'm going <laughs> to miss her. That sucks. Unless I stand outside and uh, look for scalpers, but uh, man, I don't want to bring myself to that, but it, <laughs> uh, if anything, I could look on KSL. Right. But, so, yeah, I'm bummed about that, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Anyway, from there, uh, the 23rd, Bayside and I Am the Avalanche and Koyo will be playing at the Complex. That is uh, $26, starts at uh, 7.30. And uh, this in for another couple of weeks, but 
I feel obliged to promote it. Viagra Boys coming to the depot. Nice. Now, I'm excited for that. The Viagra Boys kick ass. And, yeah, that'll be, like I said, at the depot, $20, 7 p.m. I'll definitely gonna be going, I'm definitely going to be going to that because, yeah, the Viagra Boys, what can I say? They get me excited. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, yeah, those are all the shows coming up, save for the one that I'm saving for last. That is coming this Friday, the 17th, and that is my dear friend Shawnee's birthday show. And I'm putting this on for her because she put on birthday parties for me as well as a lot of her other close friends. And she goes all out. She knows how to plan a party, this lady. She's, she's done me right every time. But nobody ever puts on a party for her. <laughs> I mean, sure, a high bar to reach, but... You know, it would help. Give it a go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I gave it a go. But the thing is, I'm terrible at putting on parties. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. It is too much stress, too much pressure. I don't know where to, I don't know where to start on this shit. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not even uh, going with uh, dealing with the stress of, like, who's going to come? Who's going to show up? Maybe it's just one person showing up, and I have all this fucking food that is just going to sit here. <laughs> uh, but... But no, I'm not good at putting on parties. I'm not good at planning that shit. But what I am good at is putting on a show. So a few months ago, I reached out to, uh, <clears throat> I reached out to Katie over at Aces and saying, hey, I want to put together a birthday show for Shawnee. My band, The Apathetics, will definitely play. Um, I will get some other bands together. Let's uh, set the date, the 17th of February. That is her birthday, legitimately. So, yeah, let's make it a little birthday party. She's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Fuck yeah. So that's what I did. I reached out to some bands. Well, she specifically requested some bands that included Disengaged, Suffocator, and Simeon. Now, Simeon is, my, is the band of my old bass player, Drew, and they sound amazing. We know this. We played them a few weeks ago, but I'm just reminding everybody out there. <laughs> and Suffocator, yeah, those guys are great people as well. We played their very first show when we were opening up for 200 Stab Wounds, and that's how we got acquainted. And Disengage, well, eh. yeah, Disengage is there. <laughs> we were supposed <laughs> to get a, I was supposed to have Wicked Bears on this show as well, and I did book them, and they were on the original flyer, but shit happened. And uh, Nick was unable to uh, make this show work out. It's it comes, shit happens, you know. Yeah, shit happens. Some very, uh, it's uh, it's it's bad stuff. It's life altering stuff, you know. And out of respect for him, he told me not to uh, specify, but it's just something that is of such severity that he cannot play this show, and well. it sucks. So, yep, Nick, all the best to you and your family, and uh, we hope to get you on a bill soon because right. Shawnee fucking loves the Wicked Bears. <laughs> but what's funny is, like, they were the only band that was similar to Apathetics, which is sort of a poppy, uh, softer uh, punk rock. You know, well, Wicked Bears is just straight up pop punk. I, <laughs> I could say that outright. They are. There is no question about it. Apathetics, we have our pop punk stuff in there, but we got a little bit of a... Uh, post-hardcore shit coming in. We have a new song that sounded a bit closer to At the Drive-In. So we're like, we're just as much pop punk as uh, Rise Against is. Let's nice. say that. Say that. We're that in-between, between, between a, a straight melodic hardcore like a Verse and Comeback Kid and straight pop punk like Alkaline Trio. We're that little in-between band. 
I'm going to text him that. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, this show is going to be awesome, and this is how it correlates into my uh, great cover-to-cover album. The thing is, when I met Shawnee, well, I've known her for years. We've known each other since middle school, but we didn't start hanging out until uh, well after high school. Okay. And when I meet new people into my life, uh, <laughs> what I... <laughs> when I bring in new people into my life, I like to share with them my passions. My passion happens to be music. So I showed Shani a lot of my favorite bands, and one of those bands that she clings to the most and has become one of her favorites, as they have mine, is Bad Religion. And yeah, Bad Religion, we're going to be talking about them on this show again. 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 But this is how it correlates to the show. I told Shawnee that we were going to cover a Bad Religion song that she loves, and she does not know which one it is. <laughs> so I was like, okay, do you have an idea? Well, she listed off a few names, and I'm like, okay. Of course, I didn't say if she said it or not, <laughs> but she did. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be... Yeah, this is going to be hush-hush. I know I post this on Facebook. I'm just going to make sure she doesn't see them. <laughs> and I won't... Because <laughs> she's not stupid. She'll be able to put two and two together. I'm sure she knows which song we are uh, going to end up doing. But all the more, all the more reason she's going to be surprised. Watch it not be the one she's hoping for. Uh, we'll get to that song in a minute. <laughs> but, the, but the first song that I'm going to play off of, uh, off of this album in question... That album is The Gray Race. You know, The, the Gray Race. It's a, it was a Bad Religion's second album when they signed to Atlantic. The first one being, uh, well, the first one technically was Recipe for Hate, but Recipe for Hate was still originally released on Epitaph initially. But then they signed to Atlantic right after that, so they just uh, redistributed that album under the Atlantic label. But their first actual Atlantic album release was Stranger Than Fiction. And then they did The Gray Race. And The Gray Race got a lot of great music on there. It's got Cease. It's got Them and Us. It's got uh, uh, Spirit Shine. Some, some really great ones on there. My favorite on this track, uh, on this track, <laughs> my favorite track on this album, which would put it in high rankings of one of my favorite songs by Bad Religion of all time, is 10 in 2010. Let's listen to this. Yeah. 
the energy of that one. And I love that little uh, guitar intro that's just, uh, it, that's just going solo on that for a minute. I even wrote a song that kind of, uh, that kind of mimics the design of this one. Yeah, in fact, it's called Damaged by Design. <laughs> yeah, lyrically, it's completely different from the lyrics in this song, which is about overpopulation. 10 in 2010 means they were predicting that 10 billion people will be occupying this planet by the time 2010 rolls around. Thank God that's inaccurate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we are still well on our way, Mr. Graffin. We have uh, pretty close to 8 billion people on this planet now, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're just 10 years off, so... You're not <laughs> yeah, thanks. They need uh, to figure out where, like wh where these are happening. And, and I'm sure they know. I don't know offhand. I know that there's several places, especially in the United States, there's several places in the United States that the current generation isn't reproducing at the same rate that previous ones were. So it's actually declining in some areas. So yeah. if it's going to continue increasing, you got to figure out who, who's responsible for all this increasing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why aren't you having kids? We can't afford it. Right. If I were to have a kid right now, I would be, I would probably be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'm, on a, I'm on a $14 an hour salary. Okay, not 14, 17, which isn't much better. <laughs> you know, I barely have enough money to sustain myself, man. And I live in a basement with one of my friends <laughs> who makes $5 more than me, might I add. And he's still sharing a basement with me. This country sucks. <laughs> it's like I want to strangle the bureaucracy. Anyway, yeah, let's get back to the uh, task at hand here. All right, got another track. <laughs> yeah, we got, a, we got another track. That was my favorite uh, Bad Religion song. Well, one of my favorite Bad Religion ones. I've talked about some of my other favorites. Like I've talked about the ones from Empire Strikes First. And actually, I think that's the only other Bad Religion album I talked about on this show. I remember talking about some of their newer tracks that were coming out as they within the last couple of years, but I think Empire was the album that I talked about because I remember talking about Let Them Eat War and God's Love. Well, awesome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I talked about Recipe for Hate. That was the other one. That was uh, last year, like last, uh, yeah, last April. I talked about it twice in two episodes because I was like, I can't decide between three... I can't pick two out of the three favorite songs of this one. I can't decide between Struck a Nerve, Recipe for Hate, and Skyscraper. So, Skyscraper, you're getting your own episode. <laughs> yeah, remember that distinctly, at least. Okay, so, so yeah. But enough about my favorites. Let's talk about Shawnee's favorite song. Her favorite song is the one that, talk, that sort of depicts a, a leader of a cult just telling you to come join us. Yeah, because the thing was, Shawnee grew up Mormon in a very strict household, <clears throat> and when she was, uh, and by the time she moved out and started uh, distancing herself from said religion, she start, she really got a reality check on how backwards their mentality is, and how they are just like bringing people in hook, line, and sinker, and of course the post mortem baptisms. Right, fucking people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Anyway, as the lyrics go in that song, you know, people inviting him in, this false sense of security, this thinly veiled friendliness, saying you're going to be a part of this whole new family. It's like, yeah, you're sounding a little bit like uh, Mr. Jim Jones there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the lyrics of that song. And I know the lyrics front to back now because 
This song is the song that, bad, that Apathetics will be covering for her birthday. She doesn't know this yet, so hush fucking hush, people. We're trying to surprise her. I know, I'm blabbing about it on this one, but so long as she doesn't listen to the episode, then I think we should be At least okay. not before the show happens. Yeah, she's not a regular listener, so, so yeah, I think we're safe here. She's missing out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right she's missing out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dear Shawnee. Yeah, we got spite and dedication in our vehement brew. The world hates us. Well, we hate them too. But you're exempted, of course, if you come join us. So you say you gotta know why the world goes around And you can't find the truth in the things you've found And you're scared shitless cause evil abounds Come join us Well, I heard you were looking for a place to fit in For a veteran people with the same object A family to clean you and call brethren Come join us All we wanna do is change your mind That's a, that was a fun song to, to learn. Uh, so many long words I had to memorize. <laughs> like, oh, man. Independent, self-contended, revolutionary, intellectual, brave, strong, and scholarly. If you're not one of them, you're us already, so come join <laughs> us. <laughs> Again, I just love how uh, Bad Religion so cleverly inter, uh, has satire interwoven with their uh, lyrics that are just like hammering home a point. You know, it's sort of in the same vein as uh, Dead Kennedys, but, you know, Dead Kennedys, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. they're in a league of their own, right. and Bad Religion is, except arguably more digestible than uh, Dead Kennedys, easier to sing to, well, I wouldn't say necessarily easily to, more easy to sing to, but, you know, more people find uh, Greg Graffin's sultry, soothing voice a lot more digestible than, uh, Jello's uh, weird little uh, vocal inflections like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people that I, could be. Some people I talk to, they're just like, yeah, I love Dead Kennedy's music. I love what they stand for, but I hate Jello's voice. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's. 
the guys in yeah. City Saints that I did the interview with, they talked about, uh, we were talking about the festivals, and obviously they go to a rebellion uh, festival, mm-hmm. and they saw Joe Biafra. I think he was just, it wasn't even Dead Kennedy said it was just his band playing, and oh, yeah, then the it was like... Autonomous School of Medicine. <laughs> then it was... Uh, like Cockney Rejects or something like that, and they were planning on catching both, but they just were like, nope, we're here, because they were so into the performance that Jello was putting on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I saw Jello live uh, back in, uh, what was it, 2015? Or 2015, 2016, one of those years when, uh, yeah, Guantanamo School of Medicine was uh, playing, and he is still such an energetic front man. I mean, yeah, the man has put on a few pounds the last uh, few decades, but uh, he knows how to hold an audience. He still does these weird little moves, comes out of these uh, outlandish outfits, <laughs> and, he still do, and he still covers Nazi punks fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and he covered California Uber Alice with, uh, but he made it about Arnold Schwarzenegger instead of uh, Jerry Brown or Ronald Reagan because they don't matter anymore. Right. So now I am Governor Schwarzenegger. I've become great big dictator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is a recorded version of that. Check it out. It's a, it's really funny. That's yeah, awesome. Jello still got it. He's still doing his uh he's still doing his thing. He's still doing all his little political talks on YouTube. What would Jello do? And uh, we ended up talking about Jello Biafra after talking about bad religion. I mean, both of them are very intelligent punk rock bands that are making a point in their lyrics and doing it with a uh with a little tongue-in-cheek approach, you know, nudging people <laughs> in the ribs like, "Eh? Eh?" <laughs> But yeah, Bad Religion, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be, this is my first time covering a Bad Religion song. And all of the bands that I've been in, though granted most of them were hardcore bands, we're not going <laughs> to cover a skate punk song. But, but yeah, and I even, I even instigated this, like, uh, like, guys, this is Shawnee's favorite Bad Religion song. I know we all love Bad Religion, so why don't we cover this one? I'll do the lyrics, don't worry. <laughs> Plus it would be more coming from me anyway, and it's... It's for her. Let's give it to her as a birthday present. We don't have any shirts yet, so I mean, that would have been cool. It's like, this is the first ever apathetic shirt, and you get it, Shawnee. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, eventually, eventually we will. So, yeah, Bad Religion, one of my favorite songs. Uh, two of my favorite songs, actually. I still very much love Can Join Us, despite the fact that it's not my all-time favorite. It doesn't even crack top five. I don't even think cracks top ten, but... I mean, this guy's got about a hundred fucking songs. What do you expect, <laughs> man? Um, and yeah, Grey Race, one of my favorite uh, Bad Religion albums. It is certainly up there. And yeah, I have them tattooed on my forearm for a reason. Right. Yeah, I might get it covered up. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'll get it touched up because I don't like the way it looks. It was by some. I got it done by some guy in a tattoo convention and, who had just the night previous had his hand tattooed. The hand that he used, his dominant hand. <laughs> so he's like working through all the pain in his hand, giving someone else a tattoo. I'm like, dude, that's that's just bad practice. <laughs> right? Dumbass. <laughs> Paid $600 for that? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> yeah, needless to say, I'm excited for this show coming up. I'm excited for playing the song live, as well as our other new songs that... Not everyone has heard. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. We got, some, we got some good shit in the works, folks. Yeah, and we'll be recording pretty soon. And the, yeah, we got some recording time set up in March. Cool. Yeah, that's going to that's be awesome. 
Also, a little side note, we got played on K-Bear because uh, the singer uh, Dallas from uh, Disengaged, he, was, uh, he has an in with uh, K-Bear and he wanted to do a bit of a promotion on the show on K-Bear 101. I was like, okay, that's cool. And he needed a song from every band so they could play it on air. And it's like, well, we only got the three songs, so uh, yeah, I guess play Burnout. That's the first song we ever wrote, and it's the one that everybody knows. Yeah, But they couldn't play that song, and they couldn't play our other song, Misery, because we say the F word. Oh, jeez. I know. Uh, I remember Shawnee told me that. It's like, well, they ended up playing Texarkana Nights. I'm like, this is why radio's dead. <laughs> you know the old uh, song video killed the radio star well podcasting dug its grave and right. shoved it in <laughs> <laughs> right yep. it's not exactly dead yet obviously radio's still kicking around from inside its uh, six foot grave like we're still here we're still here <laughs> yeah nobody cares you and your stupid fucking programs and yeah <laughs> hey, at least they played something different once right once <laughs> Yeah, I didn't hear it. You know, I didn't get to hear my band play on the radio because that's, I mean, that would have been cool, but I don't actively go out and listen to the radio. Right. Especially K-Bear. They're so boring. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just don't know when to listen. Daytime radio. Whatever. I'm done with my little fucking rant about the, about the radio. It's time for us to talk about something else that we love. What is it you love, Dustin? <laughs> I love this album that I'm going to talk about. The band is Senseless. I played them, I don't know, like a year or so ago. The band formed back in, was like 2002. Uh, they put out One for the Road back in 2003. They're from Stoke-on-Trent in the UK, by the way, if you forgot and you didn't remember that specific time that I played them. Who's stoked on Trent? <laughs> what Trent? <laughs> Who is this Trent? <laughs> I know a couple of Trents. One's awesome and one's a, a little bitch who still hasn't grown out of his MySpace days. Well, we're still we're stoked on the first Trent then. <laughs> we're stoked on him. Yeah, the Trent from uh, Villain. I there love that man and he loves me. Obviously because he's dubbed me the number one Villain fan. Nice. <laughs> and that's a... I still love you for that. Trent. That's a badge of honor. <laughs> if you're listening, that's a badge of honor I am proud to wear. They're going to be releasing new material. I know this because I saw on Instagram they're in the studio. I'm awesome. Like, okay. Rubbing the little palms together. All right. They haven't released, they haven't said anything beyond that. Cool. But I'm waiting. I'm awaiting, Trent. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to more from this band. So the band Senseless, like I said, they got together in 2002. Uh, put out this release in 2003, One for the Road. It featured seven tracks. They remastered those tracks, released them on like a six-track EP, and we played a couple of those tracks. My Friend is Awesome, Hobbies and Pastimes, Great. The other tracks, Police Interrogation, Number One, Comedian, Fat John's Theory, and Yours Sincerely, those were on the original release. Well, they got together, like I said, remastered, put, or they put out a new LP, and that LP is found on Lake Town Records if you're over there in Europe. Or if you're here in the States, it's on Audio Epidemic Records. So you can go get the vinyl. And I want to thank Audio Epidemic for sending that vinyl to me. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I love the band. The band just has a great sound. Some of my favorite music. I play a lot of oi music, but 
street punk in this vein is like one of my absolute favorite styles of music. And I wanted to pick, even though all those tracks that I talked about, we played a handful of them, and they've been remastered, but I think I, those, a lot of those remastered versions were on that six-track digital EP that are on this LP. I picked some tracks that weren't on that original EP that got released way back in 2003. So we are going to get into a couple tracks from Senseless. It's self-titled. If you look it up, it's also called Senseless Punks with a P-U-N-X. Of course. Right? It's got to be that way. I, I clarify that, but that, yep. what other way is there, right? Are you really a group of punks if you don't spell it with an X? Right. It's kind of like, are they really a poser if you don't spell it with the S-E-U-R? <laughs> Come on. God, get educated, you fools. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Let's listen to some music. The first one that we're going to listen to off of that album that you here in the States can get on Audio Epidemic, uh, self-titled release. It's called Harry the Bastard. Here we go with some Senseless. How are you, Harry? <laughs> I thought that intro, them uh, making that phone call. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna go, Harry, huh? This is Harry. 
Just calling to tell you you're a bastard. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I like Senseless. Really cool album, man. Uh, get out there, check it out. Audio Epidemic put it out, like I said. And if you're over there in Europe, go look it up on Lake Town Records. Its digital release date, I think, is posted like January 5th of this year. So newer, uh, like the remastered tracks, I think it was prior to, or maybe that's when the vinyl finally came out, I forget. But like the end of 2022, I think, is uh, our release date as well. Either way, new. Let's get into one more from that album and go check out the rest. Like a lot of those other tracks are a lot of my favorite tracks, but I played them and I wanted to... Uh, check out these other ones together as well. Next track is Matt Black. I have a friend named Matt Black. They're not singing about Matt. I don't <laughs> even think Matt listens to this style of music. I still like you anyway, Matt. But here we go. It's Senseless with the track Matt Black. <laughs>
Lifeless punks, stoker chats, eggland. Oof. Senseless punks. <laughs> uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. I love that guitar overlay with just those little uh, those little bluesy notes. That right. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it just gives that sort of a rock and roll essence to it. Makes it a little more uh, dancey and catchy at the same time. That's some fun stuff. Absolutely. I love Senseless. Really great band. Go check out the rest of that album. You can go check it out digitally, but I told you where to go get it on uh, vinyl or go get those hard copies. Lake Town Records, Audio Epidemic Records. Thank you again to Audio Epidemic Records. We're going to start wrapping up the show. We got some non-punk things to get to. Mine's debatable, and I'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> Eric, you're up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to talk about a, about a band, and it, it did start off as a band, and then it just turned out to be one person who kept the band's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not of his own accord, of course. It was just a... It was, uh, it was a name they just kind of stuck his. He was the lead singer, and everyone just started referring to him as the band's name. That band's name was Alice Cooper. <laughs> back, in the, back when they started in, like the, in the 60s, they were known as the Alice Cooper Band. Right. Uh, but then, of course, because uh, Mr. Cooper himself, he was the lead singer. Uh, I can't remember his uh, first name, but that's not important. Everyone knows him as Alice Cooper. And right. th that was the thing. People just called him Alice Cooper. And when they were talking, he didn't realize it until they were talking about him in person or talking to him in person. They're like, hey, later, Alice. Wait, uh, my name's not Alice. The, the name of the band is Alice. <laughs> so he just was like, okay, fine. I'll be Alice Cooper. Why not? <laughs> and then it turned into a solo career that we all know. Right. And yeah, if you don't, if you don't know Alice Cooper's music, you certainly know his uh, stage persona. Right. Oh man, that guy—he was taking—he was taking uh, stage theatrics to the uh, to the next level. He was putting—he was uh, picking up what uh, the likes of Screaming Jay Hawkins was putting down. Now Screaming Jay Hawkins—he's the guy who wrote "I Put a Spell on You." And he would come out dressed like a like a brewhole, and he was like holding these skulls and just uh, singing into them. And he was being uh, very theatrical with that. And this was the '60s, so that was like very. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so Alice Cooper was just like, uh, "Here, hold my beer," <laughs> and he started doing all these uh, all these theatrics and. You know, and it would progress as he moved on. Stuff like, uh, stuff like him uh, rising out from a coffin, uh, staging him being hanged or be being beheaded by way of a guillotine, and all the all these crazy all these crazy things. And I remember when I saw him, he, uh, uh, yeah, he did the beheading thing with the uh, guillotine. He also during Billion Dollar Babies had a sword full of uh, Alice Cooper dollar bills, and he was just like fanning them all out to the crowd in the front row. He had blood just he had blood coming out of a decapitated head. Well, his decapitated head. He did the guillotine thing on stage, pull out the fake head from the basket and just like sp <laughs> spritz blood to everybody <laughs> in the front front row. And during Feed My Frankenstein, out comes this uh, giant lumbering Frankenstein monster <laughs> onto the stage, and you just hear uh, them doing the doing the chorus in a uh, in a lower octave, because you know Alice Cooper's Feed My, and the and the monster 
would be singing Frankenstein, Ebina <laughs> Beto. I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah, Alice Cooper, and everyone knows him. He's the guy who wrote No More Mr. Nice Guy, who wrote Schools Out, who wrote uh, Feed My Frankenstein. You know, everyone knows his hits. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about a song that maybe not a lot of people know. Now, the thing was, Alice Cooper was one of the first rock bands I started listening to, or rock artists, I should say now, <laughs> uh, when I was like uh, 11, 12 years old. And, you know, I was hearing all the uh, hits, and I was like, okay, I, I, want, I want more by this guy. Let me see. So I was going to the library, renting out some of his CDs. A lot of them were greatest hits. Some of them were uh, just uh, live albums. I did buy his live in Montreux DVD from, uh, yeah, from 2005. And it had all the fucking hits on there and then some. So I was like, okay, I think I got some, uh, I think I got a good uh, idea of what Alice Cooper is all about. Despite his imagery on stage, he sings a lot of, uh, he sings uh, about a lot of very normal shit. <laughs> yeah, stuff that you'd sooner hear on uh, any average uh, rock and roll record. But uh, he is rock and roll. He's a... Uh, He's part of the subdivision of rock and roll called Shock Rock. Right. Yeah, and Shock Rock, for those of you who don't know, well, it's Alice Cooper, it's Kiss, it's Guar, it's Marilyn Manson, it's Slipknot, it's, uh, you know, insert any band with a weird fucking stage presence that have, like, a little <laughs> animatronics and mascots. Iron Maiden could even be considered that. But, no, Shock Rock is more Rob like... Rob Zombie. A, yeah, Rob Zombie, there you go. Shock Rock is more like a horror-themed, you know... Or just like really edgy things, like uh, if you want to go total B movie sci-fi standards, like Guar, or you get all weird, uh, weird and gothicy, like uh, uh, Marilyn Manson, <laughs> or you get uh, or you just get total uh, slasher, slasher craze, like uh, Rob Zombie, <laughs> right? So yeah, the po the point is, Alice Cooper, he was housing all that. He's the reason why all those bands are so big, and he has toured with them before. In fact, the first time I saw Alice Cooper was with Marilyn Manson. And, yeah, kind of a funny story on that one later. But let's, uh, so, yeah, the thing was, I had a revisitation. Like, I was heeding to, I was heeding, uh, not even heeding, hinting that I would be talking about Alice Cooper this episode with me doing a bit of a uh, uh, revisiting to the music I listened to back when I was 11 years old. And last week's episode was... GNR! Uh, yeah, GNR. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, and if you read my post on uh, Facebook where it's like, yeah, you know their name. They're named after a weapon and a type of flora. <laughs> and no, it's not the song about the fucking jungle or the kid that you like. <laughs> so, yeah. And this is not going to be this. I was like, yeah, I love Alice Cooper's hits. I love the, I love No More Mr. Nice Guy. I love Schools Out, despite the fact they are overplayed to all hell. And I may not even like the studio versions. I like the live versions better. They just sound so much more, well, if I'm permitted a small pun, lively. <laughs> That's the idea, right? And, but I was still like, which one do I play? It's like, do I want to play Poison? Do I want to play Dirty Diamonds? Do I want to play Woman of Mass Distraction? Or do I want to do uh, the live version of Department of Youth? Or do I want to do Lost in America? Yeah, I bet you didn't know he had those songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how deep I am going. So in regards to what I said earlier about Alice Cooper writing about like everyday stuff, like normal problems that we would have, despite the fact he's faking his own death on stage. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got a he's got a pretty uh, grounded roots rock and roll sort of vibe about him. He's always been writing about stuff like this because the music is still relatable lyrically. He just looks really weird while doing it. <laughs> and the song that I chose, it's like a. This is how normal it gets. It's talking about a relationship that he is not happy in. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> this, is, this is for all you heartthrobs, you hopeless romantics out there with those demanding girlfriends. And given the season, they are probably a little more demanding. So just to let you know, even the great rock star, Alice Cooper, he relates to you. He gets it. Baby, what do you want from me?
Yep, there you go. Those are for all you guys out there who have girlfriends who don't understand the concept of enough. <laughs> so, and I just love that giant chorus that they have, and it's it's just going, yeah, arguably dated lyrics, like uh, disconnected my Xbox, but yeah. I love burned all my porno because you were PMSing. <laughs> Ditched all my friends so you could go to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Dumped all my girlfriends, even the dirty ones. You think they annoy you? They want to destroy you. I've given you everything. Baby, what do you want from me? <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's a... Yeah, I think I made my point that Alice Cooper can write some very uh, normie lyrics, despite his very unnormie disposition. So, <laughs> so yeah, and he's still doing it, man. He's still doing it. He's still going out. He's still producing the same semblance of live shows that he's doing, and it's, it's worth seeing him live. And, yeah, I saw him live. He was about everything that I expected. And, yeah, okay, yeah, here's the, here's the funny story. I don't know when I'll be talking about this again. Well, I probably will when I'm, uh, <laughs> next time I play Alice Cooper because I've given you a list of uh, songs that I love by him, but we'll, we'll get to that uh, later, maybe in the next episode. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a funny story when I saw Alice Cooper for the first time. That was with Marilyn Manson, and that was my probationary period from when I started writing for Slug Magazine back in 2013. They were like, you know, that was part of the trial run. It's like they got to put the feelers out, see if, that I'm, uh, if I'm worthy of joining their team. And the idea was like, uh, do an album review, do a couple of uh, show reviews, and uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what works. And the first show I ever did a review on was Alice Cooper. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I bought my ticket. It was at USANA Amphitheater, and I was, uh, I was in uh, not necessarily the bleeder seats. I was actually pretty close, but I was so far to uh, stage left. And, uh, like, I could see the band. Like, I was watching Manson's performance, and I was like, man, I can barely see what he's doing, though. Because I am watching it at such a weird angle. Right. And if it were any other band, that'd be fine. But, you know, Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper alike are very, you know, they're visual. Right. You know, you got to see the whole thing, you know? So I was like, okay, well, this will be, be a pain in the ass. So Manson finishes up his set. I could give less of a shit about Manson, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I started walking around, and I just started standing in one of the aisles between uh, the seats that were uh, further up. And then this girl comes down and uh, uh, stands beside me. She's like, uh, you don't mind if I stand here, do you? No, I don't, I don't mind. That's a weird question. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then we, we get to talk, and we start talking about music, and we're just, like, hitting it off. And then the house lights go down, and Alice Cooper's about to take the stage. She's like, oh, shit, well, i got to get back to my seat. And she goes, do you want to come sit with me? i got an extra seat. Oh, fuck yeah, because this is like center stage view. I'm like, okay, now I can see the whole thing. Sure, I'm further back, but at least I can see what matters. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, so yeah, I was sitting there. I was rocking out, doing all my little air guitar stuff, singing all the lyrics. I was having a great time. And then I see her typing something on her phone, and then she sticks her phone in my face. It was on her little uh, notepad app. She's like, do you want to make out? Yeah, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> and I remember this distinctly. It was during the song Dirty Diamonds, and uh, I think Eric Singer was drumming for them at the time. I, I can't remember. It's either Eric Singer or Tommy Clefettos. Uh, either way, he was doing a drum solo, and I remember I was making out to this girl while the drum solo was happening. Yeah, quite a magical time, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was fun, but I could not hold out because this girl... 
oh, her breath smelled like shit. <laughs> it tasted like shit. I was so like, it tasted like cheese that's been <laughs> left out too long. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fun and everything. You're great, but girl, put a take a breath mint. Jesus. So, Brush your teeth more often. So yeah, I didn't do much. Uh, yeah, I didn't do much. Uh, uh, making out after that, but it did not end there. This is where the story gets weird. Well, sort of weird. Like I was doing my little air guitar solo, like so, and she's like, "You have very attractive hands." Thanks. I've <laughs> never been told that before. And what does she proceed with? I bet you're really great at fingering, are you? Um, <laughs> no comment. That's such a. <laughs> is that your lead in? <laughs> and then she then she goes on to say like a. I'm also pretty good at giving blowjobs, and I swallow, and I do anal. I'm like, okay. I never met a girl who was so upfront with her uh, <laughs> her sexual advantages like that. Yeah, but the way that she was presenting it is like when a server comes up to you at the table of a diner and starts listing out the specials. <laughs> I'm like, are you soliciting? <laughs> Of course, me. I was just, uh, I was completely awkward. This was me before I was like being very um, outward with my uh, flirtatious self. But no, I was my usual awkward self and I didn't know how to handle this. I'm like, how am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> like, a, good for you? <laughs> Just say yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, that you, was... you respond as if you, you, you said it. She, she made it sound like she was a server coming up, presenting you the daily special and everything on the interview. And you say, I would like one of all of the above, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I should have been, yeah, I should have been like, when? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, the end, of the end of the show, she gives me her number. I fucking lost it <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I don't know. I'll never see her again. Uh, maybe I have seen her again. I just don't remember. I don't even remember her name, honestly. Even if she gave it. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, that's probably for the best because I don't want to uh, defame this lady. Right. For all I know, she could be listening to this podcast, <laughs> which would that'd be pretty awesome. So, uh, young lady... If you are indeed listening to this podcast, you may this may be uh, <laughs> this may be uh, going down memory lane for you. You're probably there thinking, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy. What the fuck?" <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, rekindle. Does your offer still stand? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done being uh, semi uh, misogynistic, but hey, the. She said it, not me. Hey, that's exactly <laughs> she it. Was, she was forward with it. She was basically offering something, and you're just con telling, saying that you would take her up on her offer. Yep. So, it's, uh, so yeah, listening to Alice Cooper, it brings back the days when I was like 11 years old, just learning how rock and roll music was functioning and just getting really enamored with the likes of Alice Cooper, who was introduced to me through Wayne's World. Thank you, Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, I remember that in Wayne's World. Oh, yeah, just the lovely... Yeah, just the lovely performance that you have with that giant skeleton. He comes right out of the sternum, and backstage he's talking about his uh, uh, inexplicable knowledge of Milwaukee's history. He's <laughs> apparently well-versed in it. I think, the, I think the interesting thing about Milwaukee is that it is the only metropolis, it is the only major metropolis in America to have elected three socialist mayors. Does this go, now you know how to party or what? <laughs> 
So yeah, that, those memories. And now that I'm listening to the likes of uh, Dirty Diamonds and Poison, it just reminds me of that of that girl that I that girl that I kissed with the horrible breath. But hey, still a fun memory. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe she had too many rib jobs. <laughs> okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Alice Cooper, for the. Uh, for the lovely, lovely memories and the great music too, and I hope to see I hope to see him live again soon before he retires, like Ozzy did. Right? Oz, yeah, Ozzy apparently retired from playing live. Yep. Yeah. Too fucking old, man. Right. She can't hang it anymore. Alice Cooper, seventy-five, by the way, turned seventy-five about ten days ago. Damn. Yeah, he's still kicking. Yep. Man. Yeah, isn't he older than Ozzy? Uh, think, maybe. They're. they're I bet they're pretty similar in age. Oh, yeah. I'd say they're roughly the same age, if not the exact same. But Ozzy, uh, he definitely has uh, health, uh, different health issues that uh, <laughs> 74 is when Ozzy Yeah, was. okay. So they're one year. But, yeah, Ozzy has, uh, yeah. <laughs> At least Alice Cooper went clean back in the, uh, I think, the 90s. Right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that song was from the album The Eyes of Alice Cooper that was released in 2003. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I should have mentioned that in the beginning. <laughs> if you're looking for it, it's hard to find, by oh, the way. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you want from me? A nice little deep cut from Alice Cooper. And wouldn't you know it, two years later, Kanye West released a similar song called Gold Digger. Nice. Mm-hmm. I will not be relaying the lyrics here. <laughs> that is also a fun thing. At karaoke nights, I used to work, at, I used to work karaoke nights at... Piper down, and these two little uh, college kids, they get up on stage, and uh, these white college kids, and they decide they want to sing the song Gold Digger by Kanye West. Now, if you know the lyrics of the, of the chorus, it's like, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with a broke... Yeah, right. you can fill in the word right there. Right. Just watching these two kids on stage, these two white kids going, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with a... Uh, uh, Anyway, <laughs> I'm just like, you kids, well, thank you for making karaoke night actually entertaining, watching these kids stumble their own word to not say, stumble their own lyrics and not say a uh, racially insensitive term. Right. It's better than watching these drunken dumbasses go up and attempt to sing a song that we heard a million times before. Right. Oh, God, it got, it got so annoying. Sure, it's fun in the moment. It's fun when you're out with friends and you're all drinking with them, but when you're stone cold sober watching the bar and will most likely happen to be carrying out said performer because they can't walk, yeah, it's a bit of a different experience. Yep. Okay. I should really shut up right now. What song do you have for us, <laughs> Dustin? I got a song by the band Lit. I was talking about earlier, you know, non-punk, and I said mine was debatable. Well, they're pop rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're pop rock, and some may say they fit into a pop punk sound. That's why I say it's debatable. Uh, for me, Very they debatable. were played on all the alternative channels the, back in the 90s when the alternative music was being played. Uh, they were being played on the same stuff. My Own Worst Enemy and Miserable were two bigger hits for them, mm -hmm. and uh, that my own worst with enemy. My clothes on. <laughs> yep, I remember that song because it was on Rock Band. <laughs> well, my own worst enemy still gets played on movies, TV shows, and shit like that. So, congratulations to them for writing something that still gets played, still has that nostalgia, still has that recognizability that people, when they're making movies, TV shows, that they want to include it. But anyway, 
I like the dudes in Lit. I think they're really cool. Uh, they released a new album, and I've been wanting to play something from it. It came out June 17th of 2022. Yeah. Uh, Tastes Like Gold is the name, and I wanted to play something, but I was playing new metal. And then the last few episodes, we've had interviews, haven't had a lot of time to throw it in, and I've only done a couple of the alternative tracks. I'm playing them, you know, kind of under that alternative whatever, but... I honestly had no idea there was still a band. <laughs> they still are. They've been releasing music semi-regularly anyway over, you know, they started in 89. Uh, their first album was 96, A Place in the Sun. It has those tracks I was talking about that came out in 99. Mm -hmm. And then 2022, but they had releases in 2001, 4, 12, 17, 22. So, you know, about every five years, roughly. So not like all the time, but still pretty regularly. So... Off their new album, there was a lot of cool tracks. I didn't know which one to pick uh, since I'm only going to be playing the one. But they feature, they had a track that features the band American Authors. I've heard of that band. I'm not familiar with them. I don't listen to whatever style of music American Authors <laughs> is. But I've heard of the band, and I, I liked a lot of the lyrics that were in this particular track. So we're going to go with it. Uh, off of Tastes Like Gold, here's Lit with the track The Life That I Got. Never had a ton of cash, fancy gold chains or first class. I don't need Gucci, you'll see me in checkered vans.
love with the life I got. Well, I will say, while I still firmly believe this is more of a uh, pop rock track, uh, if not on the more aggressive side. Right. Because, the, yeah, the guitars are a little, they're more present, you know. It's not so like a, uh, uh, it's not pop in the same way that a, ba- uh, that a band artist group like a Rihanna is, you know, or Ariana Grande or shit like that. It's not that type of pop music. As far as alternative, it's kind of soft, soft alternative. You know, it's not alternative music like the White Stripes or, <clears throat> or something or other like that. But it does remind me of, uh, you know, presidents of the United States of America. Yeah. In other words, the guys that wrote Lump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, so, yeah, it is kind of walking that fine line. They're not easily uh, definable by genre. But for me, they walk that line of alternative and pop. The only punk thing about this song is when they're referencing drinking 40s in the parking lot. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can actually relate to that. Not necessarily drinking 40s, but I was when I was like a little 16, 17-year-old going to punk rock shows, all the all the punks that would be bringing cases of PBRs and me, myself, and I, along with all them, would just be drinking them out behind a dumpster. <laughs> so yeah, I finally found a way to relate to lit. <laughs> yeah, lit. Yeah, they were lit before that term became a phrase in the mid to in the mid 2010s. Right. Yeah. And thankfully, thankfully has died out. Oh, it's lit, fam. Yeah. I want to slap you. <laughs> it's lighted. Yeah. It's lighted. Fam. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe they'll rebrand themselves and call themselves that lighted. Lighted. Yeah. Lit uh, was so 2000s. Lighted is where it's at now. <laughs> well, I like them. Go check them out. Like I said, new stuff. Uh, you can always go back and check out some of them uh, other tracks. As Eric pointed out, he could be playing some of those more popular uh, Alice Cooper tracks, but I wanted to play something newer. I, I think congratulations mm-hmm. to the band. I mean, they started in 89 and over 30 years later and like almost 10 albums down or something like that. They're still putting out music. Still cool stuff that folks like me want to play and talk about. So congratulations to them for continuing to do that. But you can always go back or shit, you can Listen to them on a movie and TV show. Like I said, My Own Worst Enemy is probably popping up there. You can go back and listen to Miserable. And they have a lot of other cool tracks as well. I think those were the bigger ones that, that I recall anyway. That's it, though. we got to wrap up the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 303. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at Drain831, at Cats and the Underdogs. Sorry, at Cat and the Underdogs, not Cats, at Cat and the Underdogs, at Ingrates underscore band, at We Are American Nightmare, at Hydra.oi, at Bad Religion Band, at Senseless Punks, you know that's with an X, at <laughs> Alice Cooper, at Lit Band Official, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where'd you find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. And that's Eric with a C. Uh, you can find my band Anonymous and Apathetics at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. That would be our Instagrams. Our Facebooks will be at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics. Bandcamp, anonymous SLC and theapathetics.slc. 
www.bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, can be found on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can stream the episodes on anchor.fm as well as Spotify. I'm not sure where else, but I'm not even sure when the next episode's coming out. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. Things that are going to be updated uh, weekly is the SLC Hardcore page. I will be posting more flyers as uh, shows are coming around. If you want to know more, follow us on SLC Hardcore. That's on Facebook. And there is an Instagram. I do not have access to it. I don't know who has access to it. Uh, if I knew, I would. Well, I would be posting on there. But <laughs> uh, this is the only way I know how to, uh, how to work it. All right, that's all me. Excellent. On Facebook, bands are at Drain831, at Cat and the Underdogs, at American Nightmare Boston, at Hydra.oi, at Bad Religion, at Senseless, at Alice Cooper, at Lit Lounge, and at SLC Punkcast. As I said, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed a bunch of new tracks, cool tracks. We were like just about everything. We were on some sort of a tangent. I hope you enjoyed all of that as well. Tune in on the next one. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, I mean, I spoke a lot <laughs> already. I don't know. With uh, final thoughts, just, uh, you know, keep doing what you love. That's, uh, yeah, it's a very basic statement, but it is a statement that does bear repeating. Keep doing what you love and you'll, well, you'll still have to work a day in your life because everything you... Even if you do something you love for a job, at the end of the day, it does become a job. But if it is your passion, as long as the passion's still there, your worst days are better than your best days working at a job that you hate. Right. So, so yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's all I have to say. Just pull that right out of my ass. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Outro.